Good afternoon, everyone. Um, I hope you've all had a great day today. Um, had the opportunity to speak last night with uh, Dave Sparksman in the in the city, doing their little Bible study there. And um, pastor pastor messaged me, I think it was yesterday or the day before that, asking me if I could do the same message for tonight. So um, I apologise if it's a bit short. I'm still working on developing longer messages, but um, I hope it'll be an encouragement to you guys. Um, the thought and topic of the for tonight will be why does God allow pain and suffering? Um, Dave kind of prompted us to um, he kind of gave us topics to think about um, so that when people unsafe people approach us about these topics, we would be well equipped and would have an understanding to um, talk to them about this. Um, and hope to be an encouragement. So, I don't know, I feel it's been a great encouragement to be able to do this study because, to be honest, beforehand, if anyone asked me about this, I'd probably be guessing and not making um, the correct statements or even having the scripture behind me to be able to back up what I'm saying. Um, so, I thought we would just, uh, uh, it's right if I just open in a word of prayer um, before I get started. So, uh, if we could just bow our heads. Um, dear God, we thank you for this lovely day today, Lord. Um, uh, thank you for getting us through the day, Lord. We've all had busy days, and I um, pray you would just be with me tonight, Lord, to calm my nerves and just to um, speak from the Bible, Lord, and just um, and pray that you would just uh, help me to just speak clearly and just to not rush, Lord, but just to help uh, to speak from you, Lord. And I pray all these things in your holy, wonderful name. Amen. So uh, the first passage for tonight will be in Genesis 1. Um, I do have a fair few passages, so... Um, if you don't want to turn to them, I'll be reading them anyway. But um, So in Genesis 1, it'll be uh, chapter 1, verse 31. Um, first point for this topic is, um, suffering was not God's original intention. If we look back at the beginning, um, when God created everything, in verse 31 it says, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. I'm sure we're all familiar with that verse. Um, on the sixth day of creation, God had created man. Um, when God created everything, including Adam and Eve, he created them in a time without sin and with the, with, with the intention to not sin. Their purpose was to glorify God and to have a relationship with him. Um, before Adam and Eve sinned, the world didn't have, the, didn't have pain or suffering and therefore God only intended for them to know him and to grow a relationship with him. Um, if we could um, turn, next, part, next scripture would be just be in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 20. And that one there, 1 Corinthians 6, verse 20. There we go. Um, and that one just reads, uh, For ye are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Um, at the end of the verse there it reads, which are God's, which refers to us being made by God. Um, we belong to God um, and that just means we should just glorify him in all that we do. Although the start of the verse is referring to death and the resurrection of Christ and God paying for our sins, it still shows that there in the verse, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, we are to glorify him with our lives. Um, it's important to note that in this topic, um, God gave us free will, um, and that is 
quite important to know that in uh, the upcoming points. But if you can imagine, um, if God had created us as robots, um, it wouldn't be the same if we were to glorify him. Um, robots are usually designed for one purpose and they usually fulfill that purpose. They don't usually have a choice and they don't usually have emotions and um, they never really mean the things that they're doing. They're just built and they just do. Um, God gave us free will, which means um, when we have a relationship with God and when we glorify him, it's with our hearts and we truly mean it. Um, like I used the illustration last night. Um, imagine having, uh, being good friends with your car or your, your fridge or your toaster. It's, um, they're built for one purpose and they'll do that purpose, but you won't get much back from them. You won't get any motion. You can't go out for a, a fun night out with your toaster or anything like that. It just won't work. Um, the most you're going to get from them is probably a piece of bread. Um, but it's just to show that um, we are not robots. We have free will, and that is important when it comes to glorifying God. And my last uh, point, last passage for this point is just a few chapters over there in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, in verse 31. <clears throat> Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all, to that, do all to the glory of God. It's such a blessing that God has given us the ability of free will. Yes, that opens us the door to temptation and sin and so on, but it also allows the opportunity to turn to God. Um, it allows us to have a real relationship with God and to be able to communicate with him, to give him our worries, doubts and fears, and it also allows us to have faith. Without faith, there would be no ability to go to heaven. Um, you know, as I mentioned before, being a robot, you can't have a meaningful relationship with a robot or a machine. They don't have emotions or free will. Um, so my second point, which leads on from that, is suffering and pain is a result of sin. Um, if we could go back to Genesis chapter 3, we'll read a few verses here. Um, verses 16 to 19. Um, and it reads, Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow in thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to, be to, shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree, of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake, and in sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. <coughs> Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face <coughs> shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground, for out, of, for out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. Um, when Adam and Eve chose to disobey, uh, disobey God with their free will, sin entered in the, into the world, but also destroyed the relationship um, they had with God, disconnecting them from him and preventing them from glorifying him properly. Um, as you can see here in the scripture, sin into the world in introducing pain, suffering, and death. Verse 16 talks about the pain being introduced during childbirth. Uh, verse 18 talks about thorns and thistles being introduced, which is a symbol of pain and suffering. And lastly, verse 19 talks about death. Um, you know, in the verse there it reads, um, Till we return unto the ground, for out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. 
us humans being made from dust and then eventually returning to the ground. These are all results of sin and the result of our free will. Um, this passage is a great piece of scripture that really shows us what happened to the world since uh, once sin had been introduced to it. It's not only applicable to Adam and Eve, but to the whole world and to everyone that is to come, including us. Since that initial introduction to sin, it will forever remain on the earth until we die, like in verse 19, or until Jesus comes back. In Romans 5, verse 12, it reads, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Here, we clearly see that the actions of Adam, uh, of Adam resulting in sin is to be inherited to all men. Most of us know that sin is uh, passed down through men, and children cannot be born without men. This results in everyone being born with sin and into a world of sin. Naturally, our sin flesh means um, that everyone will experience pain and suffering. It's the world that we live in, and it's all around us. <clears throat> it's something that we cannot escape while we are here on this planet Earth. Some people tend to ask the question, why, didn't God, why did God allow sin, or why didn't God stop Adam and Eve? Um, the answer to that turns back to our free will. God created us with free will, and if we were to have a relationship with him and glorify him, we are to do that with our hearts, and we are to mean it. If we were instructed by God to, do, to glorify him, just like robots, we wouldn't really be achieving that. We would just be following orders and without our hearts in it. Um, however, on the flip side to our free will, it allows us to do wrong, being tempted and to ultimately sin. For God to intervene with that decision that introduced sin would mean that we, wouldn't have, that we don't have free will. Um, but the biggest blessing and encouragement is to know that God is, has given us a choice to go somewhere when we die to a place where there's no pain, no suffering, and there's no death, and to spend an eternity in heaven. But it comes down to us and our free will um, if we are to accept that or not. Um, my last point is about salvation and comforts. Um, if we could all just turn to Luke 12. In verses 4 and 5, it reads, And I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body, and after that have no more that they can do. But I forewarn you, whom ye shall fear, fear him, which after hath killed hath power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. Um, we had a good discussion about this last night, and it's just a great verse to say um, we're not really meant to fear uh, this, this earthly death, but to fear what happens after death. Um, the, the death that we face here on earth is, is by man, and it's, yeah, we, are, we can fear death and stuff. That's just part of our, our, uh, part of our, our nature, and it's just an instinct we feel. But in the fear here, it's, it's talking in verse 5, is we should respect God, um, respect him because he is so powerful and um, our suffering and pain here when we are alive on earth will come to an end. But if we don't respect and fear God and believe on him, he can send you to an eternity of pain and suffering in hell. Um, in Romans 5, verses 5 to 11, the common passage of scripture in the Romans road <coughs> reads, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. 
For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if we, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. This passage from the, from the Romans Road, a group of passages that are an amazing way to explain salvation and how Jesus died on the cross for us. Here you see that God loves us so much that he died on the cross for us. Yes, we as humans experience pain and suffering here on earth, but God decided that even though we decided to do wrong and separate us from God, he would send down his son to die on the cross for us. The way that Jesus died on the cross that day was one of the most um, painful ways known to man to die on the cross, uh, just to die. Um, the amount of suffering he willingly went through showed his love for us and that he wanted to reconnect the relationship that we lost. God's death, burial and resurrection is the only way to get into heaven and the only way to be free from pain and sorrow, pain and suffering on this world and the only way to escape sin. If we, after we have received Christ into our hearts and the relationship between us and God has been restored, there are comforts that the world has promised us in the Bible, uh, that the Lord has promised us in the Bible. Um, firstly, God's provision. Uh, God mentions a few times in the Bible his provision for us. Um, in Matthew 6, uh, verse 30, he talks about how he will always provide for us. It reads, Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? I know that's a common verse, and I'm pretty sure we all know that one off by heart, but there's still truth behind it, and I like these types of verses because they're, they're quite relevant. Um, after that, God, uh, uh, God promises protection in his presence with us. Um, in Hebrews 13, verse 5, God says that he will never leave us nor forsake us. God will always be by our side through the good times and the bad times, like when, our, when we experience pain or suffering or so one of our loved ones are. Um, when times get tough and we don't know what to do, what decision to make, God will be by our side and he will be there to guide us. That verse reads, Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. God also has many other promises in the Bible, some that I've already mentioned, but the Bible is filled with lots of promises and prophecies that are yet to be fulfilled. God has mentioned many things in the Bible that have come to pass, but uh, we know those things, so we know to be true, the rest are yet to be fulfilled. And lastly, um, one of the most important ones is an eternity in heaven. Alongside the prophecies and promises God has made, there is one that stands out above all the rest to me. Um, and I mentioned this one earlier, but the fact that when we die, we get to go to heaven and spend an eternity with him with no sorrow or pain. Um, but that is, the only, that is only for those that believe on him and accept him as our personal saviour. All the others reject God will go to hell where there will be no escape from the eternal pain and the eternal suffering that so many people today are questioning and trying to escape. Thank you.